Hey yo, singles! It's great to have you back here in Big Friday's podcast. Again, this is your host, Aries. Let's talk about plans. What are your master plans for this 2020? I'm sure a lot of you guys have already planned out their vacation for the whole year. Don't you? But then, hello COVID-19, the greatest plot twist of 2020. Bye-bye to all our plans. Sad, isn't it? Well, for our next topic, we have Brother Mark Sorongon to help us understand why we should anchor our hope to the one who secures the future. Hello, singles! Kamusta kayo? I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you are healthy, strong, and you are really spending this time during this lockdown you know, to spend time with the Lord. Now, I want to welcome you to today's Big Friday session, whether you are in the Philippines, outside of the Philippines, you know, you're welcome to, to join us and to participate in different breakout groups later on. And truly, it's a privilege for me to share God's Word today as we tackle the second message of our series. And before we start, I hope you don't mind. Let's just pray first and surrender this time to the Lord. As we study His Word, can I ask everyone to bow down your heads and let's all pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you Lord for this wonderful day that you have given us. Thank you Lord for giving us this opportunity to still study your Word. Despite us being in lockdown, despite us being in our homes. And I pray that you will just really speak to our hearts. May we hear from you in a clear way. May we know what you want us to learn and apply. May we learn, Lord, how to trust in you, how to be closer to you, and how to honor you with our lives. I surrender my words to you, and I pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let me start off by asking this question. Do you love to travel? Who among you love to travel? Or who among you? are already thinking of you know having a vacation traveling after this world crisis is is over i know the ministry posted something in facebook whether you would want to go to either boracay or palawan i don't know what your answer may be but for me personally i would prefer palawan now why palawan well palawan is very close to my heart and my wife's heart as well because Palawan is the place where we had our honeymoon and it was well I could say the perfect and the best time of our lives kaya mga singles yun okay alam na yun okay <laughs> look for your God's best and I was in charge of planning this 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 trip this this honeymoon trip and so I planned for the accommodations, the, the expenses, the transportation, everything. The plan was this. We'll go to Puerto Galera. We'll stay there for a couple of days, do island hopping. And then after that, go to El Nido and fly out from El Nido going, to, going back to, to, to Manila. And again, it was almost a perfect time. But there was this day, actually the first day, where my wife got got sick 
and because she was sick she was not feeling well we had to stay the entire day in in the room and i had to take care of her so it was not the perfect plan actually everything that we we wanted happened but there are still things not within our control and this brings us to the reality of life but when we talk about life there are really things that can happen that might not be within our control we can plan as much as we want you know we can plan the, our, 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 our direction in the next five years what we want to happen in our career in a relationship but again so many things can happen that we might not be expecting but I want you to really be encouraged today as we study God's Word yes there are things that we do not control yes we are not powerful enough to really ensure everything that we want in life will happen but there is someone there that no matter the chaos no matter the crisis that is happening in our world right now knows what he is doing and there is someone that we can trust that holds our life in his hand and that is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ you know it was God who said in Isaiah 46 verse 10 declaring the end from the beginning he knows everything he planned out everything from the start all the way until when the world will end and from ancient times things which have not been done saying my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure friends you know the Lord is in control because right now some of us are really experiencing so many things that we did not plan that we did not want to happen like this virus this pandemic it's not something that we expected last 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 year some of us have already maybe again plotted our travel goals you know there was this fun or funny post that i saw that the travel goals goals of people right now are you know going to to sm or snr or you know the places that we normally go go to before but now we can't because of this virus this is not something that we wanted this is not something that we planned some of us may have even experienced losing our jobs you know it was not something that again we expected maybe this year was the year that we were hoping would be promoted but somehow something happened something that we did not foresee and we lost our job or we had a huge pay cut or some of us may have experienced this year that we lost someone that we love someone that we really looked up to someone that we saw was healthy and strong and we were all surprised that the lord took his life again friends there are so many things that can happen that is not within our control but despite all of these things again god knows what he is doing that's why he said in jeremiah 29 verse 11 to 12 for i know what can everyone read for i know the plans that i have for you he knows what he is doing he is in control declares the lord plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and i will listen to you so today 
as we study God's Word, let's be encouraged that God knows what He is doing. He is the master planner. And what are we to do? We are to trust the master planner. Now, this is the title of our message today. And I want you guys to really embed this phrase in your heart. If there's one thing that I want you guys to remember, it is this. Trust the master planner. Can you say it with me? Trust the master planner. Now, let's go back to Jeremiah and let's try to understand again. Let's try to have a review of the context of why did God say in verse 11, For I know the plans that I have for you. Well, let's start in verse 1. This is what verse 1 says. It says in verse 1, Now, these are the words of the letter which Jeremiah, the prophet, sent from Jerusalem to the rest of the elders of the exile, the priests, the prophets, and the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to what? Sandal to Babylon. Now, you've discussed the context last week when we talked about the first session. And here you would see again the background that the Israelites were exiled from Jerusalem to Babylon. And it was because of their sin. It was because of their disobedience. And now they were in a unknown place in a location where it is ruled by a pagan group by a pagan leader and this is now what God tells them okay despite this happening despite you being exiled from Jerusalem to Babylon this is now the letter of the Lord to the Israelites let's look at verse 4 this one says thus says the Lord of hosts the God of Israel to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon Verse 5, build houses and live in them and plant gardens and eat their produce. Now remember this, build houses, live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce. Let's continue. Verse 6, take wives and become the fathers of sons and daughters and wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply there and do not decrease. Verse 7, Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for it is, for in its welfare you will have welfare. Now, just like to think about what God is telling His, His nation to do. You are exiled and the Lord is telling you what? Well, let's, let, let's review. The Lord is telling you in that location, build houses. In Babylon, take wives. You know, in, in, in Babylon, grow, 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 grow a family. In Babylon, seek the welfare of that city. Now, what's very weird about that? You know, if I'm an Israelite, I would begin to wonder, Lord, why would you want to do that? Here are most probably maybe some of my apprehensions. Lord, you said build houses, but I don't want to build a house there. I want to live in my own home country where I grew up. Not, not there, not in Babylon, not in that pagan nation. God said, multiply there, take wives. Lord, I don't want my family to grow up there. I want my family to grow up where I grew up, to experience the same things that I experienced, to see the same landscape or, 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 or enjoy the same food that I enjoyed while I was young. I don't want my family to grow up there. And then God even told His people, seek the welfare of that city. Now again, what's weird about that? Lord, you want 
us to seek the welfare of Babylon. I don't want Babylon to prosper. Babylon is my enemy. They conquered us. They destroyed your 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 temple. I don't want them to to prosper. I want my own country to prosper. Now this might be some of the possible apprehensions that they may have. That's why if you will think about God's command, Lord, why? You would begin to have questions in your in your mind not only that god continued and he told them in verse 8 all the way to verse 10 thus says the lord of hosts the god of israel do not let your prophets who are in your midst and your diviners deceive you and do not listen to the dreams which they dream for they prophesy false to you in my name and, and i have not sent them declares the lord now the lord said this because there were during that time, false prophets were telling everyone, don't worry, God will deliver us. You know, this will just be a short time. And then now God delivers this hard news, as you would see in verse 10. For thus says the Lord, when, how many years, friends? Seventy years have been completed for Babylon. I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. Lord, 70 years are you serious for 70 years we would build houses there for 70 years we would seek the welfare of that that's a long time i would understand one one year or, or five years but 70 years some of them might not even really see their families going back to jerusalem some of them during this time most probably had so many questions that's why God said, after saying all of these things, after saying, build a house, take wives, seek the welfare of the city, then God tells them, don't worry. Because in verse 11, He now says, for I know the plans that I have for you. God now tells them, I know you might have questions. I know this might not make sense. But I know what I am doing. I have a plan for you and this plan what declares the Lord plans for welfare for your good plans not for your calamity to give you hope and a future but friends if you would really look at the context of what happened here in Jeremiah 29 there's a specific reason why all of these things happen and they should not even question why because God specifically told them this command in Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 to 49. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and a glad heart for the abundance of all things, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in the lack of all things, and he will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. This was during the time that God gave His law to His people, telling them you either have two, you you either have, or you have a choice whether you would choose to obey and I would bless you, or you would choose to disobey and this is what will happen to you. And friends, this is exactly what happened to them as God told them. Continuing in verse 49, the Lord will bring a nation against you from afar. From the end of the earth, as the eagle swoops down, a nation whose language you shall not understand. The reason why all of these things were happening to the Israelites is because of their sin. Because they choose, chose to disobey God. 
they chose to 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 worship idols idols made by man and not the true and living God. If you will look at the history of the nation of Israel, when the nation was divided into the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, you would see the northern kingdom in Israel, it had a list of bad kings, a lot of bad kings. But in the southern part, in Judah, you would see, yes, there are some good kings, but for a majority of the kings that led during that time, there's still a lot of bad kings and even during that last king king zedekiah he was a bad king that's why when the lord allowed this it was to discipline his nation and i just want you to understand this truth because sometimes we question god we ask lord why is this happening why did you allow this can it be friends can it be that the lord allowed this specific situation in your life this trial this problem in your life because there is sin involved because you did not obey God because you did not obey his commands you know his commands are there to protect us but I know just like me sometimes we can be very stubborn sometimes we think we know better than God and then when the consequence of our sin happens what do we do we blame God we question Lord why when it all happened because of our sin but here is the wonderful news. This is the truth that should encourage us. Yes, the Israelites experienced exile, being exiled to Babylon because of their sin. But God is now telling them, I know what I am doing. I have these plans, plans to, to prosper you, plans for your good, not for your harm, for your hope in a future. And he tells them, it is because of your sin. And the moment that you call upon me, I will answer you. That's why he continues in verse 12 saying this. Then, when you've realized that I've allowed this because of your sin, but it's still for your good, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Friends, when the Lord disciplines us, when we experience consequences because of our sin, it's not because God hates us. It's because He wants us to return to Him. It's because He wants us to come back to Him. And then when we call upon Him, when we pray to Him, what did He say? He will listen to us. If we ask for forgiveness for our sins, He will forgive us of our sins. As, as it says in 1 John 1.9. You know friends, I like what, what Jerry Bridges said. The purpose of God's discipline is not to punish us. It's not because He hates us. It's not because He does not love us. But to what? But to transform us. Again, to move us to turn away from sin and to return to Him. Don't ever see the discipline of God as a way for Him to, to, to shower His hatred or His wrath upon you. No, it's not that. The Lord loves you. This message is very consistent in the Bible as we would see in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 to 6. And you have forgotten the ex exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. The reason that God is disciplining you because you are His son. You have a relationship with Him. And just like every 
loving father he wants the best for his son it continues nor faint when you are reproved by him because again here is the truth for those whom the lord loves can everyone read he what he disciplines and he scourges every son whom he receives i want you to understand the first principle that we have today as we learn about jeremiah it happened because of their disobedience because of God's discipline. And then we need to learn to trust the master's plan during discipline and what? And repent. There's no other way, friends. When we experience discipline, do not hate God. Do not question God. When there is sin involved and there's a consequence of your sin, turn to Him and repent. What's the first principle? Trust the master's plan. Can everyone read? During discipline and repent now this is something that is very close to my heart let me share to you guys a story you know when i was in in college that was the time that i really did not want to have anything to do with god i was already a christian during that time but somehow in college i just want to do what i want to do I was involved in a relationship during that time and I revolved my entire life around that relationship and we were doing things in the relationship that were not pleasing to the Lord and I don't want to feel guilty about that kaya sabi ko kay Lord, Lord, bahala ka na you know, gagawin ko anong gusto ko I don't want to have anything to do with you and in college, this was also the time where I started to drink you know, started to, to go out with friends and all of those things and it lasted for a couple of years but there was this time when i was ready going to graduate college and the thesis na kami, that this girlfriend of mine who i revolved my entire life around broke up with me and that was the time that god really broke me i don't know why god would always do that you know i it's funny because every time I would talk to singles, sometimes the turning point lagi sa buhay nila is you know that breakup. I don't know if you can relate. Maybe there are a lot of you who experienced the same thing. But that was the time that I was really in that season of brokenness, and I wanted to get angry with the Lord. I wanted to 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 hate God. You know when 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 my girlfriend and I broke up during the first couple of days. I was in that state, in Tagalog, na nagtatampo. In English, ano ang English yung tatampo? Hindi ko rin alam eh, but you know, you guys understand what, what, what nagtatampo is. And, and I, again, I had so much questions, bitterness in my heart. It lasted for a couple of days, but there was this time, this, this day, that my entire family, we were watching this movie. It was a funny movie, uh, uh, a comedy. And they were all laughing. Ngayon, ngayon, tawa sila lahat. Ito ko rin tumatawa, pero alam niyo yung tumatawa na naiiyak ka. Hindi ka tumatawa kasi masaya ka, pero actually kasi heartbroken ka. <laughs> ngayon, ngayon. And when I experienced that, you know, somehow something moved inside of me. Because I knew everything that happened was because of my sin, because of my disobedience towards God. And so I ran to my room. 
I, I bowed down on my knees and I cried as hard as I can, asking for forgiveness to God. And I remember that picture in my mind very vividly because that was the turning point of my life. And it was painful. I'm, I'm not going to, to, to say it was easy. I mean, it took me months to, to recover. I was depressed for months. It was hard. But every time I look back, you know, I'm very grateful that God allowed that to happen. Because when we experience discipline, it is not because, again, He hates us, but because He wants us to return back to Him. And once we return back to Him, He would open His arms and He would say, Son, daughter, I love you. I'm grateful that you are returning back to me. And because after that, after that turning point in my life, that's the time I started to join a small group, a D group in CCF. That's the time I served in, in, in the youth ministry. It was called Jason before, now it's Elevate. And after that, you know, God has just allowed me to really experience His grace, His love, and I am where I am because of that situation. So friends, when you experience God's discipline, trust what he is doing and turn to him and repent again what's the title of our message this day it is trust the master planner can everyone say that trust the master planner but i know there might be situations where we experience a trial a certain problem in our life and it might not necessarily be because of sin in the case of the Israelites and Jeremiah, clearly it was sin. But again, somehow the Lord allowed certain situations, even in the Bible, to test certain characters, and they were not in sin. Uh, a, a typical example is Job. And we might be experiencing that same situation right now. There's no sin involved, but it might be right now, again, we lost our job. We've been working hard. We've been doing our best. We've been very truthful in our reports. But somehow, we, we, we don't understand why, why we were let go of, why we lost our job. Or it might be, you know, we were exercising, or eating healthy, we're, we're ensuring that we, we take vitamins, we take care of our health, we're, we're not necessarily do it, doing any vices, but there's this sickness that we can't understand lord why would you allow this in my life or again it might be we experience a breakup and it might not be a relationship where it's ungodly it might be a relationship with someone that loves the lord as well that believes in the lord as well and you're serving in the ministry but somehow it did not work out and you experience this breakup and now with all of these trials in your life you're asking god lord why What's your plan? Why did you allow these situations in, in my life? Friend, I want you to be encouraged. Because this is what James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4 tells us. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Now notice. Notice what it says. Be joyful. It's talking to brothers and sisters in Christ. Those who believe in Jesus Christ. My brethren. And it says, when you encounter it does not say if you encounter virus trials it says when you encounter therefore it's just a matter of time a matter of when 
will you encounter that trial? That is life, friends. We will experience certain problems, situations in our lives that may not be because of sin. Somehow, it, it just happened and it's something that we should not be surprised about. Why? Verse 3, knowing that the testing of your faith. You know, when these situations happen, it's because somehow God is testing us, testing our faith. And there's a plan. There's a certain reason why God allowed this in your life. Let's continue. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And then verse 4, and let endurance have its what? Its perfect result. Now here is the result. So that the result, you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Friends, this is the reason. This is why God allowed the situation in your life. Because He wants you to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now, perfect and complete does not mean that you will not sin anymore. It does not mean that you will no longer have trials, problems anymore. Again, it's just a matter of time. But when it says perfect and complete, it always refers to you maturing, growing in your faith. So the reason why God allowed this trials, this testing in your life, is to allow your faith to grow. Allow your faith to be stronger, that you may be spiritually mature, perfect, and complete, lacking in nothing. There's always a reason behind it. And the reason is God wants you to be closer to Him. God wants you to be more spiritually mature as what happened to this certain person. Let me share with you the story of Babes Ventura. Now, this is Babes and let me read her testimony. Now, Babes was born with mild cerebral palsy, which is a group of disorders that affect balance, movement, and muscle tone. People with cerebral palsy can have mild issues with muscle control, or it could be very severe that they can't walk. And as Babes was, was, was growing up, she started to realize that there's something different in her. She started having all these whys. Why? Why does it have to be her? There are lots of bad people out there. Why shouldn't it be them instead? Again, friends, this is what I'm saying. There might be certain situations in your life that happened and you don't know why. It's not because of sin. Babes did not, you know, wanted this to be her life she was born this way and so she started to have these questions why and because her illness she became depressed for 10 years she was insecure and compared herself to others others she felt purposeless and thought that she she's just a burden to the people around her and it was actually in October 10 2010 when someone from CCF shared the gospel to her she professed Jesus as her Lord and Savior that same day and she accepted his gift of eternal life but because she was bullied in high school her depression and insecurity became worse 
she started having suicidal thoughts and she became afraid of people she became angry towards the world and towards God she became so bitter that she told herself no one would be able no one would be able to accept this curse but in 2017 she attended a singles true life retreat entitled seek and it was the turning point of her life in that retreat she really got to know and encounter jesus on a different level it was also when she started to attend the single, single service in CCF Alabang regularly. Through the singles ministry, God enabled her to gradually overcome her fear of people, insecurities, bitterness, and anger. But more importantly, she finally learned to accept her condition and learned that God has a purpose for all things. That she want what she once considered a curse is now one of the greatest blessings she has ever received if not because of her of her illness maybe she won't even acknowledge god in her life now if she would be given a chance to choose between being normal or having this condition she would still choose the latter as for babes, it is better for her to have this illness, have God in her life, and spend her eternity with the Lord in heaven than to be normal and not have Him and suffer eternity in hell. Because of that, she now knows her purpose in life, and that is to make Jesus known by inspiring and encouraging the people around her. She actually said in her testimony this. Let me read it. The person who was once afraid of people kept looking down and couldn't even look them in the eye is now one of the most playful persons in Connect, which is the single service in CCF Alabama. Those 10 painful years of questioning God is nothing compared to what He has done in my life in just a few years. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that I am now able to serve God in ways I could have never imagined. And babes would sometimes volunteer in the ushering ministry. I have learned to live by faith and not by sight. I have now experienced freedom because of God's love and grace. Truly, He is divine and I am just a branch without Jesus Christ who suffered and died on the cross for my sins, who was buried and rose again on the third day. I would never be able to do all the things that I am doing now. Without Him, I am nothing to God be the glory. You know, it was not easy for babes to, to, to experience that time in her life. But all of those things, all the trials, all the questions that she she went through was to strengthen her faith to make her more spiritually mature that there is a reason why God allowed all of these things to happen and now she has finally learned to really accept her condition and serve God despite her illness friends 
you know, these trials, we should rejoice because it can make us really closer to God. If we would just but endure properly, if we would just but not question His sovereignty, but trust that He has a good plan and continue to walk in His ways. I know there's that tendency to really get angry at God, to really have those whys. Lord, why did, did this happen? That's why if you would continue with James, he continues in verse 16 to verse 17 saying this, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Do not be deceived by what? Do not be deceived by thinking God is not good. Do not be deceived by thinking that God is, is a God who loves torturing us, who loves us experiencing all of these things as it says in verse 17 every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above from God coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow you know if you would read again verse 16 it says do not be deceived my beloved brethren sometimes we are deceived to really think God is not good and that's exactly the reason why Eve fell into sin. If you would go back to Genesis, the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And here the serpent is tempting Eve, deceiving Eve, somehow telling Eve, you know, God is withholding something good from you. That's why he does not want you to eat this, this fruit. Friends, do not be deceived that our God is like that. Our God is a good God. No matter what trials, no matter what situation we are in, it is always for our good. As we go back to James 1, 16-17, Do not be deceived in thinking God is not good, because every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. You know the word coming down, it's in the present tense, meaning daily continuously god is showering us with good things and i like what what warren wiersbe said he said this that everything that comes from the lord is good no matter if during that time we don't see its goodness because that is the truth friends our god is always good no matter what trial no matter what suffering no matter what we are encountering in our life he is the Father of Lights. He's the one who created the sun, the moon. And no matter what you do, the sun will always shine. The moon will always rise during the evening. It will not change. And our God will not change in His goodness. That's why it also says, With whom there is no variation. And then, can everyone read? Or shifting shadow. Our shadow changes. Not because the sun moves. But because the earth moves, the sun remains still. And our God is our light. Our God is that same sun that does not change. Friends, the same God that James is talking about, that is good, that has given us this good things and every perfect gift from above, is the same God. That also told the Israelites, if you would go back to Jeremiah, this in Jeremiah 11, for I know the plans that I have for you. What are those plans? Plans for what? For welfare. In other translations, it's plans that are good, plans for to prosper you. And it continues, and not for calamity, not to harm you, not for your evil, 
not for your disaster, to give you hope in a future. The message is very clear. In the time of Jeremiah, even though they were exiled, God is still that good God. In the time of James, God is still that good God. And even in our time right now, we have that same God. That God who is good. That God who does what is good for His people. That's why if there's a second principle that I want you guys to learn, it is this. First, we are to trust the master's planner during discipline and repent. The second is this. Trust the master's plan during trials and what? And rejoice. Be glad. Because it is producing in us, growing our faith. And through that, we will be able to really see that God is good no matter what suffering, no matter what problems we experience. And maybe this is the question that I want to ask you guys. You know, during this time, where a lot of us are in lockdown, where a lot of us might be experiencing trials or problems, where is your joy? Are you rejoicing right now? If you would rate your joy from 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, where are you? Are you a number one? When we say a number one, you are a negatron, right? Alam nyo ano negatron? Lahat na lang uh, negative, lagi ka nag-grumble, okay? Uh, lagi na, dito na ako ilang months uh, or ilang araw sa bahay, okay? Sardinas na naman, okay? Or corned beef na naman. Nagiging negatron ka na ba? Okay? okay. Or... Are you 10? Highest. You are like Christ. I don't know where your joy is right now. But I want you to trust God's plan. In the midst of this trial that we are experiencing, what He wants is for us to really grow spiritually, to strengthen our faith. And with that, we are to rejoice. We are not to grumble. We are not to pinpoint and blame others. But we are to trust God and show this light in our heart and be that influence online that shares positive or encouraging words to others and not putting others down because friends i want you to remember this circumstances cannot change the character of god he will always be good no matter what we are experiencing he will always be good and with that we can what we can rejoice Again, what's the title of our message this day? It is, Trust the Master Planner. If you have someone seated beside you, ay pakikalibit nga sila, baka nakakatulog na, and pakisabi sa kanila, or pag wala, isulat mo na lang, or sabihin mo na lang, Trust the Master Planner. You know, if you would go back to the story of, of what happened in Jeremiah, they were exiled, and God was telling them, build houses, Grow your family, take wives, seek the welfare of that city. It might not make sense, but God tells them, But I know what I'm doing. Trust my, my plan. It, it's a discipline, but return to me and I will come to you. If it's a trial, then you are to rejoice. It took them 70 years before they came back to the promised land. Back to Jerusalem. But you know, What's good about this? When God says, 
it will take 70 years, it will take 70 years. When God says something in His Word, it is something that we can hold on to. It is something that we can believe will happen. Yes, there might be periods where we will be asked to wait. There are certain characters in the Bible that had to wait. But during that waiting time, it should draw us closer to Him. And we should trust that God will do what He said He would do. Because we will see in Ezra chapter 1, verse 1, now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord, by the mouth of whom? By the mouth of Jeremiah, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. Now why did I highlight those words? Because here you would see, God indeed knows what He is doing. He is indeed sovereign. He is indeed in, in control that He can. He is that powerful to the point of stirring up the spirit, the heart, of a king who does not believe in him so that he sent a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing saying this in verse 2 thus says cyrus king of persia the lord the god of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth and he has appointed me to build him a house in jerusalem just just try to think about what cyrus said he is now proclaiming the lord the god of heaven Again, a pagan king. This is how powerful our God is. He can do what He said He would do. He has a plan. And when He has a plan, it will happen according to His plan, His way, His time. And it continues in verse 3. Whoever there is among you of all His people, may His God be with him. Let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and rebuilt the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. And friends, if you will look at the timeline, here is the timeline. The prophecy of the 70 years actually happened. You know, there, there's two ways how to calculate the 70 years. First, it can be calculate the time of Israel's first captivity. That is what happened in Jeremiah 29. And it was around 605 BC. And then... Calculate the time where they started to lay the foundation of the temple. When King Cyrus gave the decree in Ezra, which is most probably in 536 BC. Another way to calculate this is during the time the, the temple was destroyed, during the second invasion, until the time that the actual temple was rebuilt. But if you would look at it, no matter how you calculate it, God was still true with His word. The 70 years happened. And friends, here's another principle that we can really hold on to. That friends, we need to trust the Master's plan during discipline and repent, turn to Him. We need to trust the Master's plan during trials and rejoice. And we need to trust the Master's plan when waiting and just rest in him because he will do what he said he would do and he has a wonderful plan a good plan for us as it says in psalm 37 verse 7 to 9 rest in the lord it's not rest in other things it's not rest in watching tv shows it's not rest in in being with your friends or having zoom meetings you know you can do all of those things but not feel rested in your heart because true rest can only be found in the Lord that's why it says rest in the Lord 
and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who carries out wicked, wicked schemes. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil doing. You know, what God is saying is for us to rest in Him. Not be impatient. Not be angry during those times where we are waiting. And a lot of us are in that waiting period right now. We don't know when the quarantine period will be lifted. We don't know when this crisis will, will end. But we are to rest in the Lord and cease from becoming angry, be, being impatient, and to trust in Him. Because He knows the right time. And He always has a plan and He is in control. And this is something that I saw in my life. Maybe it was, I think, three or four years ago. Let me share you that story. You know, when I wanted to get married, I wanted to get the approval of my, my wife's parents. So, matapang ako. <laughs> and the next ko sila, sabi ko, if I can meet them in a certain coffee shop, because I wanted to ask for their approval without my my wife or my girlfriend back then knowing that I I I planned that. And so I texted them, we we met in a certain coffee shop. Eh syempre nakakabayon, 'di ba? Ako lang, wala siya, tapos yung parents niya. And I I I I gave my intention or show, or, or shared my intention that I wanted to to marry their their daughter. But they told me, wait. Ay, hirap, no? Alam ko marami sa inyo nag-wait, eh. Mahirap talaga. <laughs> and they told me, wait. Now, I was not angry. I, I understood their, their, their reasons. But after that, that meeting in that coffee place, you know, I can't help but have those feelings of anger, frustration towards God. And I was asking him, Lord, why? I think I'm ready. I think I'm capable of, of leading a relationship. Hindi naman ako masama. Okay? Kompleto naman yung mata ko. Okay-okay uh, naman yata ako. And I had so many, so, so many questions during that time. And that's what Sam is saying. If you're not careful, it can lead you to anger. But, you know, it took some time. But eventually, I decided to really trust God's timing and to trust that He knows what He is doing. And He has a perfect time for when I will get married. And so I waited. I did what her parents wanted me to do, which is to spend more time with them. I organized a trip and all of those things. Fast forward a year after that, you know, I got their blessing. I proposed to my wife. And we were now planning our, 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 our wedding. And while we were planning, there was something that, that really hit me. There was a time, me and some guys were in a... I, I can't remember if it's in a coffee shop or, or sa church lang. Nag-usap-usap kami kasi marami kami sa singles during the time na, na, na kinasal. Okay? If gusto nyo yung kasal, punta kayo sa South, dahil joke lang, okay? <laughs> but, uh, marami kami. No leaders daw, nag-uusap-usap, how's the wedding planning, ganyan-ganyan. And some of them were saying, sharing, uh, okay naman, but uh, some of them were having a hard time because they were trying to balancing 
planning the wedding in the same time planning their house where they would live but for me last year i was already able to to do that i was already able to 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 fix our condominium ensure all the things that we need would be there and the only thing that i really need is 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 my spouse my 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 wife and while i was hearing all of their 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 thoughts what they shared you know it really just dawned upon me that maybe that's the reason why god allowed me or wanted me to wait that he did not want me to experience the stress of planning a wedding in the same time planning for our house and because i was we were just planning for the wedding during the time where where we were doing so many meetings with our suppliers i was still able to serve in the ministry i was still able to go here and there and it just really made me realize god really knows what he is doing god really has a plan god really knows the perfect time and we are to trust in him i don't know what you are waiting for right now i know it takes a lot of faith hope not to be frustrated not to be angry with the lord but let me encourage you if you wait upon god he is worth the wait and you will just be amazed and realize someday oh kaya pala that's why the lord allowed me to wait because there is a reason because there is a plan i love what charles bird john said he said this if the lord jehovah makes us wait let us do so with our what whole hearts trusting in him knowing that he is in control for blessed are all they that wait for him now let's all read this he is worth waiting for it's worth it friends god knows again what he is doing he is our master planner and remember those three things trust the master planner during discipline and what and repent turn to him trust the master planner during trials he knows what he is doing it is to make us spiritually mature and rejoice be joyful during this time trust the master planner when waiting and rest just rest in him what's the title of our message again it is trust the master planner you know as we end i know this is not easy to trust god during those moments where everything does not make sense you know when we have so many questions and i've shared with you stories how we can trust god or why we should trust god but you know what i think the greatest story in the bible to for us to really realize that god knows what he is doing is the story of jesus because this is what happened in luke 18 verse 31 to 33 then he took the 12 aside and said to them this is this is jesus speaking behold we are going up to jerusalem and all things which are written through the prophets about the son of man will be accomplished for he will be handed over to the gentiles and will be mocked 
and mistreated and spit upon. And after they have scourged him, they will kill him, and the third day he will rise again. Jesus was telling his disciples what will happen. But when his disciples heard this, this is how they responded in verse 34. But the disciples understood none of these things. And the meaning of the statement was hidden from them, and they did not comprehend the things that were said. You know, all of those things that Jesus said, they were most probably confused. Lord, why? Why will all of these things happen? Are you not powerful? Are you not the Messiah? All of those things did not make sense. But when Jesus died on the cross, friends, again, He knew what He was doing. He knew this is the perfect sacrifice that will pay the penalty of our sins. This perfect sacrifice that will bring us to God. At first, the disciples did not understand what Jesus was saying, but when they saw what Jesus has done, now they realize, Okay, Lord, you knew what you were saying. You had a plan from the very beginning. And from the beginning of time, God already had a plan for the redemption of mankind. He is our master planner. And He died on the cross that we will have a relationship with Him, that we may enjoy this, this abundant life with Him, at peace with Him, despite the trials, despite the problems that we have, because we know our God holds our life in His hand. Remember the words of Corey Ten Bloom. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Let me read it again. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. A known God who demonstrated His love by dying on the cross for us. A known God who said, that I know my plans, and this plans is for your good, because He is always and has always been that good God. I hope you really learned something this day as we tackle God as our master planner. Remember, we could trust Him during disciplines and turn to Him. We can trust Him during trials and we need to rejoice, and we can trust Him when waiting and just rest in Him. Let's all pray. Dear Heavenly Father, seek our hearts. I don't know if there are those who are watching right now that are worried, that are going through a lot of things. I pray that you would comfort them, that you would tell them that you are in control, that you know what you are doing. If it's because of their sin, then move them to turn back to you because there is forgiveness in you. If it's a trial, Lord, help them to rejoice and to see that it can produce in them spiritual maturity. And friend, if you are watching right now and you haven't really taken that step of faith to Acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That He did not die on the cross just because 
he should die but he died on the cross because he had a plan and the plan is it is to pay for the sins of mankind and to show him as our Lord and Savior when he resurrected on the third day friend if you haven't placed your faith in Jesus Christ I want you to to search your heart if you want to do it right now he's telling you that he wants to have a relationship with you he wants to help you through this problems or trials that you are going through but you need to humble yourself first and acknowledge that you are a sinner that you need a savior and then believe in your heart that he was the one who paid for your sin and that he is alive and resurrected on the third day if that is that is you just follow me in the simple prayer allow the spirit to come from your heart lord jesus I'm going through a lot. I pray that you would forgive me for my sins, for the mistakes that I have done, for not trusting you. But I believe in you, Jesus, that you died on the cross, that you paid the penalty of my sin, and that you are alive right now because you resurrected on the third day and that you can help me through whatever I am going through right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for being so good to me. Oh Lord, just thank you for, for your word. Thank you for encouraging us. May you really help us through this time. May you continuously guide all of our leaders the government how they would handle this pandemic and even our church leaders how we can be used by you to share you to others and to do this good work that you want us to do that will give glory to your name and just really lord protect us protect our loved ones lord i know that you're in control thank you because we know we can trust you all these things I pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you were blessed. God bless you all. What a wonderful message we have heard. Indeed, we should anchor our hope to the one who secures our future. Okay, let's now move to our breakout questions. First, how did this ECQ impact your plans for 2020? Second, if God is working out everything in your life for good, how should we respond during this time of crisis? What can we do to show people that God is indeed good? And third, out of the three points shared, what was significant for you and why? And lastly, what did you learn about God as our master planner? What will you apply in your life based on what you have learned? I hope you guys have a fruitful breakout. If you have prayer requests, please feel free to send us a message. You can also check and follow us through our social media accounts. Big Ministry for Facebook, and Be One with God for Instagram. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel, Big Ministry. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, guys, God bless!